Think about the individual's life. It's a continuous arc. They're moving from their working phase into their retirement phase. And their experience with financial firms should mirror that. It shouldn't be so segmented and interrupted. And if the advisor truly wants to ensure that their clients are financially secure throughout their lifetime, they need to help them plan for and meet those goals regardless of which phase they're in. Welcome to the Beacon Flash, the go-to podcast for enterprise wealth management professionals looking to stay ahead of the curve. Hosted by Chip Kispert, Managing Director of Beacon Strategies, this podcast explores the future of the industry and the most pressing issues facing today's top leaders. Join us each week as we sit down with industry experts to discuss the opportunities and strategies for success. I am so excited to have Cheryl O'Connor with us today. Cheryl, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be your guest on your podcast, Chip, and uh, I'm very grateful to Mark Butler for the introduction. Well, you just stole some of my thunder there. So, uh, you know, I, I I remember when Mark and uh, Mark introduced us, and it was back in the middle of COVID, and you know everybody was sitting six yards apart. And um, but I was you know, our relationship has been terrific because I've been able to learn more about what you do mm-hmm. and the really cool stuff that you're doing with your firm. So uh, I look forward to spending the next twenty minutes or so talking about financial planning and what the future looks like and 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 the whole uh and that bucket of information well that's one of my favorite topics so cheryl do me a favor just can you give me a quick kind of let's give the audience a quick overview on cheryl o'connor oh okay well i started out as a professional musician and educator and then moved into software development working at some large insurance companies in the hartford area uh became a strategic program manager and then uh, decided later in life with my husband and a partner to start an asset management firm and become an entrepreneur. So I built a TAMP and out of those experiences and working with advisors and many of our clients who were in retirement or close to retirement, I became interested in the area of retirement income planning and met a gentleman out in Denver, Phil Lubinsky, who was a specialist in this area. And we teamed up with my son, Tom O'Connor, and created Income Conductor. That is really cool. And, you know, it's funny because when we look at this industry, um, there's so much nuance to this industry mm-hmm. that really, really specialized knowledge is needed to be able to build out some of these software products that are out there as well as just good thinking, right? So, you know, right off the bat, let me ask you this. What's your perception of the state of financial planning today? Well, I think um, nicely over the last few years, I've seen the industry starting to value financial planning as a legitimate service offering in addition to managing a client's assets. And if you think about it, if the advisor's goal is to help a client be financially secure. They need to deal with the client's entire balance sheet. So financial planning involves looking at both sides. You know, how do clients generate wealth through investing and how do they use that wealth to meet their goals, which 
usually involve saving, spending, and passing that wealth on to others. Sure, sure. You know, it's interesting over the years, you know, we've written white papers on, you know, all different aspects of financial planning. And and financial planning really has, you know, a number of different facets to it, which I find incredibly fascinating. And at the same time, it can be incredibly overwhelming, right? So, Shelly, you just talked about, you know, kind of having a balance sheet approach. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of data to be able to pull together. I mean, that's a real challenge. It is. It is. But we have the data available, you know, and we have the technology to integrate that data into programs today. And we should be using it. So, yeah, you know, it's fascinating because recently, last, even the last month, I've seen technology. I know Morningstar has been working on being able to pull IRS data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we see at, firms like Asset Map being able to be kind of that balance sheet that you talked about. Um, But, you know, one of the things you also said a little earlier was that firms have been embracing financial planning. Traditionally, we've seen about 15 to 20 percent of advisors that really are financial planning centric. We've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of, of firms, wealth firms with the rhetoric. Right. But as we look at today where we see kind of this convergence of banking, um, insurance, investments and retirement, mm-hmm. you know, why is that number so low? Because the reality is a financial plan is, is all about a person's future, right? And taking all the, the aspects into account, as you said, the balance sheet. Why do you think it's been a, such a hard uh, effort to, to kind of lift those financial planning numbers up? You know, I think it's just an unfortunate vestige of how our industry has evolved and traditionally serviced the public. So from a product perspective, there have been two camps. There's the investment camp and there's the insurance camp who have been both competing for the client's assets. And that investment camp has been further divided into the wealth camp and the retirement plan camp. Yes. So when you really look at it, though, from a client's perspective, it really doesn't make sense to approach, you know, the the issues that they have this way. And it really doesn't serve them well. So think about the individual's life. It's a continuous arc. They're moving from their working phase into their retirement phase. And their experience with financial firms should mirror that. It shouldn't be so segmented and interrupted. And if the advisor truly wants to ensure that their clients are financially secure throughout their lifetime, they need to help them plan for and meet those goals regardless of which phase they're in. And that typically requires using products from both camps, the investment and insurance sides, based on that product best meeting a specific goal. And, you know, insurance products can meet goals better than investment products and vice versa. So, this to me is being a true fiduciary and acting in the client's best interest. Yeah, it's it's a, it's not an easy answer. It really yeah. isn't, and, um, you know, especially in light of 
hey, you know, I can do this transaction easy and get paid for it, right? right. Or I can do managed money, I don't really need to dig into this, and I get this revenue stream. Um, that financial planning layer is a lot of work, and but I, I think it bears incredible rewards. So help me understand, Cheryl, where, where, what do you envision as the future of financial planning over the next five, 10 years? Well, that's a great question. I can tell you what I'd like to see. That's <laughs> what I'd love to hear. <laughs> At Income Conductor, we promote the art of financial planning, which brings together the science of planning and the client persona. So the science focuses on rates of return, tax efficiency, withdrawal rates. Those are That's the traditional view of planning. The client persona is made up of the client's goals and concerns, their biases and attitudes, their appetite for risk, and their health and longevity. So I see the future of the advisory business itself changing to align with this more client-centric view. Um, Advisors can no longer be successful in merely managing their client's investment portfolio and running Monte Carlo simulations. If they truly want to be successful today and into the future, they have to restructure their business to address the client's full financial life cycle, creating a service model where the advisor is the go-to person for the client, for all things financially related. And to do this, I think advisors need to surround themselves with the professionals and resources to address their clients' needs. And that includes legal accounting professionals, social services, community services, grief services. Having those curated professionals around them Um, at the ready when their clients need them. Um, Can you just imagine how that would increase client satisfaction, client loyalty, and client referrals? Yes, it would. You know, it's interesting because as you you talk through that, um, you know, and I listen, you know, kind of my own mom is is in her mid seventies and, you know, we're everything luckily is great, but you know, you, you start to think about these things, right. And, and really kind of what you're looking at there is kind of that financial life coach. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I think I've traditionally seen, and and it's a question I've dwelled on really probably over the last year um, and, and really kind of struggled internally is that when I look at financial planning software today, um, it's very heavily market performance weighted, right? Mm -hmm. Yet the reality is a single health issue can blow up a financial plan in one diagnosis. Yeah, I, I agree. A lot of financial planning software is still mired in that market performance world. And and to be fair, Chip, that's where many advisors feel most comfortable. Sure. So because of that, we see advisors who avoid having discussions with their clients about their health and longevity. They use rules of thumb that result in inaccuracies in the plan. 
or they don't bring up the topic because it's uncomfortable to them personally, or even worse, some don't even see that healthcare costs are an issue. But we know from multiple surveys that meeting healthcare costs is one of the top concerns of clients today, and that retirees can spend 30% or more of their retirement savings on healthcare-related expenses, including out-of-pocket costs. So it's no wonder that it's the leading cause of bankruptcy and retirement. And the bottom line is clients want to talk about their health and longevity. They don't want to avoid these subjects. And as we discussed today, we have access to really good healthcare expense and longevity data. So why not incorporate that into a client's plan? At Income Conductor, we dynamically incorporate that data and it's personalized to the client's age, their gender, uh, their health conditions, and the state that they are going to live in in retirement. So this gives a client a much more accurate picture of whether they can meet these expenses or not with the money they have saved and whether they should decide to work longer or or they can retire now. And I think avoiding these important planning discussions And not using good data really amounts to malpractice. Are you tired of searching for piecemeal solutions to your wealth management education needs? Look no further than Beacon Strategies University. Our comprehensive learning management platform is tailored to equip your employees with the essential knowledge to excel in the wealth and retirement industry. With a wealth of experience in the field, We've curated the most valuable education and resources to help you navigate the complexities of wealth management. Upgrade your team's skills and stay ahead of the game. Visit www.beaconstrategiesllc.com slash contact dash us to learn more and take the first step towards success. So let me ask this question because, you know, when we look at basic investment performance data it's it's readily available right mm-hmm. the health data right so you talked about income conductor having that at your fingertips where do you draw that from right how do you how do you get a hold of that data you know i know a buddy of mine rob kirk with intergen data he 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 has that some of that data but that's mm-hmm. pulling a lot of sources together yeah, so we formed a partnership with Healthview Services uh, based in outside of Boston um, a couple of years ago. And they're the major institutional provider of longevity data, um, healthcare expense data, including out-of-pocket, long-term care data, social security claiming um, to large institutions, you know, like nationwide banks mm-hmm. like Bank of America. Um, so their data is very reliable. They're experts in it. And, and this is, these are the data that are used to create products right. and underwrite products. So why shouldn't the retail advisor have access to that data when they're doing plans for their clients? Kudos to you for, for digging deep and, and going after that. That, you know, um, from our perspective, we know how hard it can be to pull all this data together and, mm-hmm. 
build something, you know, you need a good data lake, right? You need a good data framework. Yeah, and, that, and, and it, really, it really needs to come into the technology in such a way that um, it, that data can interact because it is interrelational. You know, longevity in healthcare does have an impact on when you claim social security. So doing social security analysis outside of your planning tool or not incorporating this longevity and healthcare data, um, you, you're going to get a different answer than you might if all of that data is incorporated and interreacting. Right, right. No, it's, that's a great point. That's a great point. So I want to ask you a question. So last year, our, our investment product retirement and fiduciary roundtable, we had a case study that talked about disbursement, right? Mm -hmm. And I find that the industry, the enterprise wealth industry and the RIAs, and they do a really good job of accumulating assets. Mm -hmm. What about decumulation, disbursement of assets? How, what, you know, what do you think about that? And how can we get better at that to help the client as you were talking about a few minutes back? Yeah. And to be fair, the industry has never had to focus on their client's decumulation phase. It wasn't that long ago that people had pensions. So along with Social Security, they didn't have to rely on the money they had saved to generate a reliable retirement paycheck. The advisor you know, simply had to invest those savings in bonds or a balanced portfolio. So the client would have some emergency funds, some you know, fun expense funds to dip into or to build a legacy to pass on to their heirs. Um, Everything changed with the introduction of defined contribution plans. They gave a pass to the companies, first of all, to shut down their pensions. Mm -hmm. And the result was that 100% of the responsibility was placed on the individual to save enough to fund their retirement. So now we're seeing that next generation moving into retirement but the industry hasn't prepared for them, you know, that different that different client. Um, and most financial planning softwares use the same strategies they use for that previous generation. Systematic withdrawal, Monte Carlo testing, right. um, you know, resulting in a probability of success. This approach doesn't meet the needs of today's retirees. Many people are moving into retirement with just their savings and social security, right. and they need new strategies to ensure they're going to be able to meet their liabilities, keep up with inflation, and, you know, honestly, give them the peace of mind they deserve. And that's why we developed Income Conductor, to bring that strategy to market and give people confidence that they won't run out of money before they die. What a thoughtful answer. Thank you. That's that, that's terrific. Um, all right. So we've talked financial planning. You know, we like to keep these about 20 minutes because 
nobody everybody's attention span lasts about 20 minutes and that's about it mine lasts <laughs> about 10 unfortunately but hey that sometimes happens so i have a question for you you, you observe the industry mm-hmm. um when you look at the wealth marketplace both wealth firms and solution providers can you share a few firms that you like and admire out there that that you think are being pretty progressive and innovative yeah i'd love to beyond yours of course <laughs> beyond ours um, so going back to my earlier comment about large firms focusing on more on financial planning now, I think Advisor Group is one of those firms whose executives have made a, a commitment not only to identifying best-of-breed planning technologies to support the various phases of a client's financial life cycle, But they're also building out internal teams of financial planning experts to support their advisors who work with clients in each of these phases. So there are different concerns and different components that come in in each phase. And you kind of need to be an expert in each phase to be successful. And, you know, we believe that it's not enough to provide great technology. Advisors need training and support to really be successful. And we take the same approach at Income Conductor to help our advisors really become retirement income specialists and differentiate themselves out in the market. But moving away from, you know, the more traditional players in the space, like broker dealers and custodians, There are several newer firms, many of which are led by women, I'm happy to say, um, who are focusing on helping advisors better know their clients, that client persona that I spoke about. Um, So question, were you aware that by 2030, $30 trillion in assets will be held by single women, most of whom are widows? I am now. That that's an amazing statistic. That's a huge statistic. Yeah, wow. and it's so going back to the firms, Kathy Balasek, who's founder of Grief Smart Advisor, is helping advisors deepen their relationship with female clients and especially support that surviving spouse, that widow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's in it for the firms is. is Women provide three times or more as many referrals as men. So it's not only a smart way to retain your female clients, but it's a great strategy to grow your business. Um, Another woman, Dr. Sarah Falaw, she's the CEO of Data Points. Um, She's the daughter of Thomas Stanley, who wrote The Millionaire Next Door. (laughs) So she's been really, you know, focused on the financial arena for quite a while. But her firm provides tools for advisors that help them gain much deeper insights into clients' behavior, their biases and attitudes. And, And it goes far beyond the traditional risk scoring that you see with many other tools in the industry. I'd love to learn more about that. Could you send a uh, a link for me to to check that out? That'd be great. Absolutely, terrific. All right. So as we wrap up our uh, our, our podcast here, uh, one of um, we're instituting something new, and this is called 
In this instance, it's going to be Cheryl's foghorn. So it's it's the last <laughs> word, 60 seconds. Um, let's hear your thoughts um, on a, a handful of, of ad hoc thoughts um, on things that you see are important related to wealth management today. Okay. So clock is ticking. Um, so having run a TAMP, first of all, it may seem old fashioned in this world of technology, but great human to human customer service is still really important. When, especially when the market is down, um, the quality of a firm's human service desk can be the deciding factor of whether a client stays with them or goes elsewhere. Um, providing personalized service is also key. So many advisors think scaling is synonymous with standardization, but that doesn't mean doing the same things for every client. To me, the key to scaling is to standardize your processes, not necessarily the content services and products you provide. Today's clients really are looking for advisors who can personalize those to their individual needs. And then finally, as you know, many firms have been focusing on M&A to grow over the past few years. We've seen a lot of activity in the industry and it is a quick way to grow. But if these firms don't have strong programs in place to help advisors succeed once they get there, they're going to lose them in the next, you know, bidding war. <laughs> so from my perspective, the retirement income market is one of the largest opportunities to come along since I've been in the industry. And firms really need to develop a solid service model in this area using a specialized technology like Income Conductor in order to capture those trillions of dollars of assets uh, moving into decumulation and to secure the wealth transfers that come with them. Cheryl, thank you very much for your Cheryl's foghorn on that. That was <laughs> terrific. Those are some great thoughts. You went a little bit over a minute, but that's all right. We can look at that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I am so happy you chose to spend a few minutes with us today and having a conversation. Thank you for joining us, Cheryl. Oh, it's been a true pleasure, Chip. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Beacon Flash podcast. We're always working to bring you the latest insights and trends in the industry. To stay up to date, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to visit our website at www.beaconstrategiesllc.com to learn more about our consulting services and the Beacon Roundtable offerings.